Hey guys, welcome back to the Fort Podcast. My name is Chris Powers and I wanna thank you for joining me today. This show is an open-ended discussion and journey covering real estate, business, entrepreneurship, and investing. I would love to hear from you by tweeting me at Fort Worth Chris on Twitter. And if you've enjoyed this show, I would be super grateful if you would follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform you listen to. And if on Apple, it would mean a lot if you'd leave a rating and review. Last but not least, you can find all these episodes on YouTube. Thank you so much again for joining me and enjoy the show. This episode is brought to you by Fort Capital. Are you a commercial real estate investment broker or anyone out there with an off-market class B industrial deal between 15 and $100 million? Fort Capital offers industry-leading incentives, including a bonus, the ability to co-invest, and exclusive partner trips for those that close deals with us. Join Fort Capital's deal incentive program today to be eligible for these incentives and more by going to www.fortcapitallp.com backslash connect. Hey guys, it's Chris. And uh, today is going to just be me today. It's been a while since I did a solo episode. Got all the the nerves that you get with a solo episode. Uh, today, we are going to talk a little bit about incentives and kind of how we think about incentivizing. This has been a question that I've actually talked on the phone about recently with several people. And so I thought it would be good to maybe just formalize the conversation and put it out. And so our mission at Fort is to be the best real estate operator in the world. And when you really think about a great operator, there are no like magic tricks. Like maybe in the early days, there's some miraculous breakthroughs that you make. But as time goes on, you kind of start figuring things out. And what you really start to focus on is how do you do the same things a little bit better each day? So it's not that there aren't uh, improvements that are made along the way. It's just not these wildly changing improvements. Like over time, it becomes these incremental improvements. But in order to have incremental improvements, you kind of have to incentivize incremental improvements. And if you're just incentivizing on the outcome of things, then you might be not really focused on the process. You're just focused on the outcome. And so the process has all this room to constantly change. And so today we're going to talk about how I've thought about and how Fort has thought about incentivizing the process and not just the outcome in some things that might be relatable to you in your real estate business, but also really kind of in any business. Okay. So when you're thinking about uh, incentivizing the process, maybe one exercise to start with would be, and you find this actually more and more amongst good managers and bad managers, a good manager, the people underneath them understand what a good job looks like and a bad job looks like. A poor manager never really does a great job of letting people know that they manage what a good or a bad job looks like. They tend to be the managers that just know when things are going bad, but don't necessarily always know when things are going good. And a lot of that is just poor communication. So one exercise I think Fort does really well is we document and we understand what a great job would look like. If somebody in a certain role was doing a great job, we would know what that would look like and they would know what that would look like. And it would be, you could document it. There isn't this gray area, this ambiguity of, you know, I think they're doing a good job. It's like, no, this is what a good job looks like. 
And if you know what a good job looks like and you do that good job over and over, the outcome of that job, what happens after that job is done should be something positive. If somebody's doing what you consider to be a good job and they keep doing it over and over, but the outcome is negative, then then either what you've designed as a good job is not actually a good job. You don't understand what the outcome should be. Or in the case of owning a real estate asset, like no matter how good of a job you do, you own a, a, a lemon, you own a dud, something that's never really going to work. So I'm going to give you a hypothetical scenario that I think will ring true for a lot of people. And it's the question that I often get asked. Um, and I'm so glad that I learned this from a mentor of mine. But the question's always, how do you incentivize, call it a property manager or maybe an asset manager? And, and this actually... Uh, plays true to really any role in the company, but but this is the one that comes up the most. Somebody that's managing a PNL where there's an outcome in the, in the case of a PM or an AM, you know how much cash or NOI the property is creating. And so when I was first early on in my career, uh, one of my mentors said, "Well, you know, how do you think you should incentivize that the AM or PM role?" And I said, "Oh, well, that's simple." If the property's doing really well, then the property manager should get a, or the asset manager should get a great bonus. And if it's not doing well, they shouldn't. And he said, okay, fair enough. Now think about it this way. Let's say you have a property on Maine and Maine. And the property is just going to do well because of where it's located. It's on a great location. Tenants always want to be there. Everybody knows this property. It's not hard to fill up. It's easier to manage. Um, it's just a great piece of real estate. What you'll find in this business is the better the real estate is, often the easier it can be to manage. And then you have a piece of property that maybe it's not in a bad location, but it's got issues. You bought it vacant. You know, Maybe you're turning it around. Maybe it isn't as in a good of location, but it's not making as much money. So in, in those cases, you put your best property manager on the tougher property, and maybe you put someone who's newer in property management on the easier to manage property. But if you were just looking at financials, which one's doing a better NOI, you'd say, oh, well, the, the manager that's on the, the easier, the, the great asset that's gushing NOI, they should get a healthy bonus. And because that other property is not doing so well, they shouldn't get a great bonus. But that seems counterintuitive. Why would your best property manager be penalized because of the asset that they were working on? And why would a, a newer property manager be bonused more just because of the asset they were working on? And his whole point was, what you should really be thinking about when you think about one, whether someone's doing a good job or a bad job, or whether someone is deserving of a bonus or not, is who's doing the better job? And so when you think about if we took property management and we'll and we'll give a couple other examples and you say okay a great property manager quarterly meets their tenants in person uh they respond to tenant calls within 24 hours they walk the property monthly they reforecast expenses and negotiate vendor expenses annually they make sure that the roof is inspected annually and that the HVAC systems are inspected. I'm, I'm kind of making up a list of things, but you would say if, if a property manager was doing all of those things, they get their tenants to pay electronically rather than through check or cash. They 
are converting X amount of leases per month from gross to triple net. I mean, you can think of whatever you want to think about, but if you were to say, if all those things are true and a manager, property manager is doing all of those things, then by nature, the property should be improving or the property should be on its way to uh, hitting you know, some goal that you've set for the property. If they're not doing those, so, so one, it's easy to say, did you do them or did you not? The property manager has agreed upon taking the role, this is what a good job looks like. So as a manager, you can say, you're doing the job or you're not doing the job. But two, you could infer that because you're doing that job that we've described, the outcome should be better. And so this isn't a talk of don't necessarily bonus on the outcome, but it's don't just focus on the outcome. Focus on the process that leads to the outcome. And if I tie that back to being the best real estate operator in the world, to really be the best operator operating, you're doing lots of little things really well consistently over long periods of time. And so what you're measuring there is how well are we operating and how well we're operating is how well are we doing all of these individual jobs and do our people understand what a good job looks like and a bad job looks like. And when we're talking to them, it's easy to have a discussion of, you know, you're doing a great job or you're not. And here's why we've listed out 20 things that should be done in this job and only 15 of them are getting done. And at the very least, it opens up conversation to say, you know, these five things that you're not doing, let's talk about why they're not getting done. Maybe there's a very logical reason or maybe there's not. So it creates a, a great uh, rapport between manager and their counterpart. It creates a great way to know if the process is being followed. And it creates a great way for managers to incentivize on that process. So at the end of the year, it's easy to go in and say, bonus achieved because quarter after quarter, we continued to do these things well. And it's those conversations in the interim that would say, I'm not doing these things, but here's why, or this is one thing I learned. Okay, we'll add that to the job. We realize now that if we do this, we're even better as a property manager. And again, you're, you're hoping that by continuing to incentivize the job and following the job, that the outcome would be great. And you're not just looking at incentives of which property is doing better. Because as we just discussed, you could have your best property manager on a tougher property, but that doesn't mean they shouldn't have the same bonus potential as maybe a, a rookie manager that's on an easier property. But you could take that to underwriting. If we underwrite the same way every time and go through the same process every time, we should generate quicker decisions on how we make deals. If it's taking a long time to make a decision on a deal, you know, when you think of a brand new analyst that comes in versus a seasoned one, a seasoned one can get to an answer in a day. A rookie might take a week. Really, the difference being the rookie doesn't fully know the process. They haven't seen enough reps yet. They might know what a good job looks like, but you got to keep incentivizing them to follow that process so that they can get better and get to decision making quicker. If you think about, you know, construction management. You could give two construction managers the same exact job and have two totally different out outcomes. One might come in on time and under budget, and one might be over budget and not on time, but it was the same job. And I think a lot of it comes to what process was followed in each one. And so at Fort, we're consistently thinking about what is the most efficient and best process to get a job done or a series of jobs done. And then we think, how can we incentivize that person to do those things over and over again and also be 
have eyes and ears out for how it could be done a little bit better. And then you look up year over year over year and our property management process is so much tighter and efficient. It drives more income to the properties. We're able to make decisions better. We're able to keep costs in line without expending more energy to do those things. The amount of deals we can underwrite, we can underwrite 10 times more deals with the same amount of people because of the process we follow. Our construction jobs are taking much shorter time and we're staying on budget way more consistently. And some of that has to do with um, scale, but most of it is this institutional knowledge of this process. And the quickest way to get to a great process or a great outcome is to keep incentivizing your team to come up with a better process, which again, is never gonna be these huge moonshot breakthroughs. Maybe every now and again, you figure something out or a new software comes out. But for over long periods of time, Greatness is achieved by little things done really well and just small incremental improvements. And so I said today's episode is going to be short. When you're thinking about how to incentivize people, I hope this adds a little value in how you think about that. Um, it's how we've thought about it at Fort. It is what is helping us on our way to becoming the best real estate operator in the world. Thank you so much for continuing to join me on this journey, and I'll see you next week. Hey everyone, it's Chris here again. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey. If you enjoyed the show, please follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or subscribe on YouTube. Thanks again, and I'll see you on the next episode. Chris Powers is the founder and chairman of Fort Capital LP. All opinions from Chris and guests of the Fort podcast are solely their own and do not reflect the opinions of Fort Capital LP. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for real estate or investment decisions. The Fort with Chris Powers is produced by Straight Up Podcasts.